You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Well, good morning. My name's Ryan. I serve as a lead pastor here at the church. Glad that you have joined with us. Um, This morning, what I wanted to do is take a moment just to highlight uh, some of the missionary efforts of church planting that we've been a part of. Uh, specifically, I just highlighted to you Mission Grove uh, is a new church plant that we're helping start in the Desert Ridge area. Uh, that's Pastor John that was on the video. You can see a picture of his family right here. Uh, he was on campus just this last week. He's getting all the, the, the gear ready so that they can start, uh, hopefully in a, a little school uh, in the Desert Ridge area. And I'm, I'm highlighting him this morning because we're going to be talking about Um, being engaged in God's heart for ministries and missions. And so this morning, I'm going to talk to you about some of the churches that we've helped start. I'm going to talk to you about uh, just a number of missionary and mission ministries uh, that we've been a part of this morning. Uh, So let me pray for us, and we're going to get started this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for the missions and the ministries of part of North Valley. Thank you for the key people that have stepped forward to make your name, the name of Jesus, great. Um, Lord, specifically, we lift up to you, Pastor John, in Mission Grove this morning, and pray as they're in the preparation stages to help launch a church in Desert Ridge area, God, that we might pray about participating in prayer, maybe even in going, maybe in giving to help fuel that uh, new church in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for the work that you're doing, not only in North Valley, but beyond in so many other ministries and missions that you're using through our church. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, what I wanted to do is just highlight to you as well the great importance of children and investing into the next generation. Uh, This week's a very special week. I ask as well that you pray for the children. We've got a about 40 plus kids that are packing up and going to UCYC. I know a lot of your parents um, are really excited to get the kids out of the house. And some of you are really scared and nervous as to what's going to be happening. But UCYC is a camp, a wonderful Christ-centered camp up in Prescott, Arizona. And we're packing up and headed out for that. So um, we've scholarshiped a bunch of those kids. We're excited to help families when you give to your ho- the hope offering. That helps fuel and make sure that no kid is left behind on that special week. So can I ask for you guys, let's celebrate and thank God for the scholarship money that you guys made available. <laughs> Last year, we took about 20 kids, and so this year we've doubled that. So that's pretty incredible. Um, kids matter. Kids mean a great deal uh, for our church. Um, just the other night, I was uh, tucking in my little precious Maya. She's seven years old, and I was tucking her in, and I got to see some of the fruit of the teachers from North Valley in the life of my child. Uh, I open up the storybook Bible, and I'm reading to her in, in a kind of an obscure old story in the Old Testament that I needed to brush up on, and then I asked her some critical questions, and she answered them perfectly. And I said, well, who taught you all that? And she said, well, North Valley kids teachers and dad, you and mom teach me. I said, that's amazing, Maya. I'm so proud of you. And she looked at me and she shut the Bible book and she folded her arms and she said, dad, I know everything. I said, wow, I'm very proud of you. Uh, Seven years old. Uh, Kids make a big difference. Part of our missions 
at this church is investing into the next generation, ensuring that those children get an opportunity to hear about Jesus, not only in our Sunday services, but also at these special times with camps. A lot of times kids outside of our church will join the, the camp, and many kids make a decision for Christ and come back and get baptized, and it's a very powerful experience. I want to encourage you to pray for our children in the upcoming weeks ahead. Let me jump into the scriptures. We're in Psalms chapter 67. Theologians have called this the Missio Dei. It means the mission of God. It's a Latin phrase. It's been picked up over the centuries about kind of understanding God's heart for ministries and missions for God's people. The psalmist uses chapter, uh, Psalm 67 a bit as a, as a praise uh, uh, hymnal for the nation of Israel. But really what Psalm 67 is, is it echoing a promise made from Moses to Aaron about the blessing of God. And he, what we're going to see is this morning is that he's going to use this as a prayer and praise. Here's what I want to encourage you. Anytime you find a Bible verse, it's a great promise for your life or a promise for the people of God. You take those promises and then you put those to prayer. Those are the most powerful prayers you could ever pray because you know you're praying the very will of God upon your life. Um, what we're going to see with the psalmist is he makes this prayer and then it's going to move into a pattern for their life to live out. My hope for North Valley is that we take the promises of God, put them to prayer, and then it becomes a pattern in our life in which to live by. So let me read Psalm 67. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and open it up. And I want to encourage you, you've got a U version on your phone, open that up. If you have, uh, need a hard copy Bible, we have ESV, uh, ESV Bibles over here in the corner. Uh, we're giving those away every Sunday. I want to encourage you to bring your Bible, open up your Bible, and open your heart to what God's Word has to say. So here we go, Psalm 67. Is, the psalmist says, May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make His face to shine upon us, Selah that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the people, peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth of the earth fear him. What we see is the first thing is that the prayer of God's blessing is King David prays for God's blessing. The question is, why? Why is he praying for God's blessing? This is the same question I ask every single, every single believer. We always pray, don't we, for God's blessing. Oh, Lord, please bless my friend. Oh, Lord, please bless my job. God, please bless my marriage. We always pray that. But I want to help you understand why we can pray with great confidence God's blessing. And King David shows us that. The first thing is this, is that so God's way might be known on the earth. Verse 2, look in your Bible, it says that your way may be known on the earth, your saving power among all nations. What the psalmist understands is that the blessing is to be a blessing. And this is a historical pattern in all of redemptive history from the beginning with Abraham. And, Abraham, and um, when God called Abraham, 
and formed a covenant with him. In, in Genesis chapter 12, I'll just read the Abrahamic covenant. God makes a, a promise to Abraham. In verse 2 of chapter 12, And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I want to encourage you to think about it like this. God blesses so that you might bless. He, he wants to bless you, but not just so that you just receive that blessing, but that you, that you use that blessing to make him known. The psalmist says, so that, or in order that, or here's why he's explaining the blessing that they're praying for. Genesis chapter 12, 2 is an indication of how God positions the nation of Israel to be a light among the nations, to be a blessing. Isaiah, the prophet, uh, said the same kind of thing, that the nation of Israel was to be a light among all other nations. And in the same way, we as the church and Christians, we've got to understand that we have a responsibility to be a blessing, to shine the light of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The prayer of God's blessing is so that God's way, who God is, God's law, God's promises, uh, the person of Christ might be known. And then secondly, we see the psalmist says, so that God's saving power may be known among all nations. In Jesus' own words, in the Great Commission, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, the gospel writer records Jesus gives the final charge in, in Matthew 28 and says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all... Help me finish it. Let's try that again. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. The Greek word is uh, te ethne, and it really means ethnic groups or people groups. When the psalmist uses this word, that all nations, it absolutely echoes the same purpose and the same meaning that Jesus had. Our greatest responsibility in, in this world is to fulfill the great commandments, love God, love neighbor, and then it's to fulfill the great commission, helping the people of the world understand who Jesus is. Why should we pray for God's blessing? So that his ways might be known on the earth. Why should we pray for God's blessing? So that God's saving power might be known among all nations. The gospel is salvation. There is no salvation apart from the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Israel's responsibility was to declare and to demonstrate the righteousness of God. The church's responsibility today is to declare and demonstrate the righteousness of God supremely in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Why should we pray for God's blessing as a Christian? So that God might use us. Pray for God's blessing. Pray, pray for that promotion. Pray for long health. Pray for good relationships. Pray for incredible outpouring of God's blessing on your life. Why? With a, a biblical mindset would be, is God so that you might use me in despite of myself to be a blessing to other people. The psalmist got it right. It's a pattern for us. We see the promises of God. We see the prayers for God's people. And I'm hoping that you will make this a pattern in your life. 
Thirdly, in verse 3, we see the secret is to the prayer for God's blessing or the reason as to why we should pray with confidence for God's blessing. Verse 3, it says, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The psalmist uses the word peoples, not people. Uh, Missiologists, sociologists would uh, agree that there is Uh, There are people, distinctive people groups all around the world that have cultural identities. They they understand, they they have languages, they have creeds and beliefs and systems. In our world today, we have 7.4 billion people in the world. That's a lot. And and many people would say that we're going to be moving to 10 billion people by the end of the century. And then there's 3.15 billion unreached people people groups in the world. God wants to bless his church so that all the peoples of the earth might know about his ways so that God might demonstrate his saving, redemptive power among all nations. When you look at the very back of your Bible and you see the the picture of the restoration of God's world and the kingdom of his reign and his reign... You hear phrases like this, um, every tongue, every tribe, every nation will be gathered before the one and only our King Jesus, worshiping. So here's what I want to encourage you to see, that the prayer of God's blessing for the psalmist David, he realizes the great responsibility believers have in order to receive God's blessing. They've got to be making his ways known on the earth so that God's saving power might be known in all nations so that the peoples may praise you. Here's what I want to encourage you to think about this idea. God blesses so that we are to bless others. That's always the way it's been for God's people from Old Testament to New Testament. The blessing is not just so that we can experience, although it is, When you receive a blessing, you're to enjoy. The Bible says that everything God created was good, and we're to enjoy those things. That's wonderful. But your blessing is not just for you. In the very beginning with Abraham, I will make you a great nation, Abraham, so that you will be a blessing. Your blessing comes with a responsibility. Every promotion you've received, every skill that you have, every talent that you have, every business opportunity, every child that is in your home, every relative that you know, and you say things like, hashtag blessed life. That hashtag blessed life is for a purpose. We live in one of the most self-focused generations that we've ever had in American history. And what we could fail to do so easily in the church is fail to realize that that blessing, it comes with a responsibility. God blesses us not so that we can just enjoy it, although we should, but he blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Let's look at verse 4. What we're going to see is in your Bible, it says in verse 4, it says the psalmist declares this. This is his heart's aspiration. Verse 4, he says, Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. 
The psalmist sees the totality when Christ is king over all the world that nations, people groups, will praise the one true king, king over all the world. The the totality, the end goal of missionary efforts around the world is worship. Why do we send mission teams? So that people will worship. The end goal with every missionary effort, the end goal with outreach is worship, people to worship. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Selah. That phrase, selah, is a, uh, a musical note to say pause or refrain or to reflect. I'd like to argue that God's intent is to declare, His heart is to declare the, the goodness and the love of God throughout all the earth. That's what He wants us to do. That's what his, his, he's got a missionary heart. He's got a mindset for ministry that peoples would be involved. Verse 5, it says, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you. Verse 6, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. Now there's confidence in King David's words. He says, God shall bless us. And then he closes it off in verse 7. God shall bless us again. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. That's to revere him, to Uh, treasure him. So here's what I want to advocate. Should we pray for God's blessing on our families? Yes. Should we pray for God's blessing on our church? Absolutely. Yes. But blessing comes with a responsibility to bless others. And I will advocate to you today, as I've reflected upon our church, God has blessed us as a church tremendously. What I'd like to do is highlight to you 10 signs of God's incredible blessing, extraordinary blessing on North Valley. So these are not sacred scriptures. These are, not, uh, these are just Pastor Ryan's reflections and prayer that I felt that were important for us as a church to remember God's blessing. And then what I want to tell you is why I think God has blessed us as a church and what we're to do with that. The first sign of God's blessing is I've looked back over the years uh, is God's blessing is on, on our staff. If you don't have a, a good staff team, then I, I would argue you're not going to have a good church. You probably, some of you that came from other churches know that pretty well. Unhealthy staff can make an unhealthy church real quick. Um, you know, I'm going to name out a, a number. We've had a number of transitions in the last uh, few months. Our senior, our, our senior, our executive pastor, Pastor Jonathan, helped me start the church. Uh, his wife was a kids director at North Valley, and they just transitioned to Dallas recently. And Jonathan's focusing on his PhD. He's going to expand God's kingdom through theological education. And uh, many people came to us and said, "You're going to go through a significant transition. Uh, it could really negatively impact the church." And my response is, well, time will tell, and let's pray. And so what we've seen over the last, um, uh, Pastor Jonathan and Meredith had some big shoes to fill. Um, We've brought in uh, 10 key people over the last few months, many on paid staff at a part-time level. And I want to read to you uh, and share with you about God's blessing on our church through staff. Pastor Craig has served as an assistant pastor over the last few months. 
dedicating uh, enormous amounts of time to make sure that the church is going to be okay in this transition. And he's volunteered that time uh, to help give reprieve so that we could be a great blessing to Pastor Jonathan and pay out a very large gift so that his family could get a new start in Dallas, Texas. Um, Brian Carr has jumped on our team as well and serves in an administrator role in our church in helping to bring organization and support back to Pastor Craig and to myself. Leslie, my wife, has served as an administrative uh, assistant as well, and she's done an incredible job taking on extra responsibility. And by the way, it's really wonderful, I'm just letting you know, as a pastor, to be able to work with such a beautiful woman, my wife. There's, there's perks to the position. I love having her on our staff team. She does such a great job. In fact, this last weekend, I took off a, a half a day early and went up to Flagstaff with my kids. And my wife said to me, I need to stay behind because I need to, I've got extra work with the church that I need to finish out. And so um, we have Crystal and Teresa that have jumped in and serving in North Valley Kids and making a tremendous difference in the lives of kids. We've doubled the size of our kids' camps. Um, Teresa, you've done an incredible job. Crystal, too. I am so thankful that these are families that are experienced God's blessing in our church. They've been a part. Uh, Nick and Crystal, they've served in our church. Um, Greg and Teresa have served in our church, and they're taking on staff positions in our church. Then we have Allie Murray, who's a school teacher. She's joined our team in helping with students, doing an incredible job for the, through the summer. Then we have Joshua Merrick, who came from Indiana, drove halfway across the country just to be here and to take up a part-time position. And then we have Jonathan Nielsen, who's jumped on our team and as a music director and helping give direction to the church. He plays the electric guitar, but he's directing a lot of the musicians. So when he's talking through the mic and you're not hearing him sing, he's giving direction to the, to the worship team. And then we have Ryan Russell, a, a young man who's uh, a teacher during the school year, has volunteered his summer hours to help contribute to help North Valley students. And then most recently, we've just hired on Ellis uh, to oversee guest services and to help with... Um, um, the hospitality ramada, we're going to open that up. And after second service in the future, we're going to have hot dogs and hamburgers and make this a fun, family-friendly environment. And here's a picture of them right there. You can see uh, Ellis and his wife, Laura. And obviously, they have their priorities straight, right? They're Cardinal fans. And so uh, we're thrilled to have them apart. He, he, he was in Atlanta and made a uh, change in his, ske his schedule just to be here today because he is so committed and so in love with what God's doing here at North Valley. And he wants to create a stronger hospitality environment with our existing guest services team, integrating high school students onto that team as well. And we're thankful to have him and his wife, Laura, to be a part of our staff team. And Ray, Ray has served on our, well, on our, um, not only uh, on base when you see every single week holding down the rhythm, he's also served in a realm uh, to help band direct. And this, today is his last Sunday. He's transitioning out and serving in a number of other churches. But I, I am so thankful for Ray and his leadership and so many others that have come along to our church and invested their time and their talent uh, into our team and into the vision here. So I want to ask you, can we celebrate the staff team and what God's been doing? As well, I want to just acknowledge that God's blessing on our church in North Valley, not only because of the staff, but also because of the families. 
you guys. We see a number of young, young families. We see empty nesters. This is a family-oriented church. Um, I come from, uh, I grew up most of my life in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was a very strong family background. And uh, when I'm coming to church on a Sunday morning to worship, and I see a dad and his son, or a husband and a wife, or a family coming together, it brings great joy to me. Did you know, as, as far as evangelism and outreach, the greatest, fastest growing churches in America right now, and around the world, are churches that have families, and then they reach out to another family member. That's your most powerful influence as a family, is reaching out to relatives about the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, this is a, a family community. We care about the kids. We care about the extended family. Um, if you don't have a family, the church can become your family. For you singles, this is a family. The church is a family. Jesus is the head of the family, and we're brothers and sisters through Christ. Thirdly, I want to note that I see God's blessing on our volunteers. I, I, you know, just you, get, you volunteers are what make uh, this church a wonderful church. I want to read to you some testimonies that I've heard over the years. One person says, I walked in and I felt like I belonged. Another person said, I knew I was home when I came in. I turned to my spouse and said, honey, we're finally home. Another person said, the people were so nice and welcoming when we were greeted by our guest services. We knew this is what our family was missing when we found North Valley. Another person wrote, this church has changed our family's life. Coming from a Catholic background, we didn't really go to church much. And being here, our whole family was, has professed faith through baptism. It's changed our family. I want to tell you that's happened because volunteers step up. That happens because there's a group of people in the church that say, hey, I want to be engaged in ministry I want to help care for the campus and make it a beautiful place. I want to be on the guest services team. I want to help teach kids. I want to help create a hospitable environment where people will come in and they sense immediately, these people that are serving, they're expecting me to be here and, want, and make me feel like I belong. Not only is it the volunteers, it's the attendants. I like uh, to point out this, I'd like to point out this this morning, just we count people because people count. The goal of mission is worship. When we see more people here, that means we're getting the privilege and the opportunity to help people to worship Jesus. The goal of worship is mission. And when people are attending, it's the opportunity not to just come and get your worship, but it's the opportunity and the privilege to give your worship. And worship can be a witness about the testimony of who God is, the vibrancy in our faith. Um, our summer attendance was higher than we expected, especially in the transition that we've had. Uh, many people said, your giving will go down, your attendance will go down, there'll be families that leave when Pastor Jonathan and Meredith left, and everything has just continued to rise. We peaked our attendance in 2018 with 700 plus people uh, gathered uh, at Easter. We had over 1,000 on our campus uh, that day with the, our big Easter event. Not only is the attendance a sign of God's blessing, giving is a sign of God's blessing. It's exceeded our expectations. 
Um, we've been noted by many other churches in the area. How do you do what you do? And my response is sacrifice and service to the great commandments and the great commission. We serve a living God. This church is here, and I expect that it will far exceed me. I believe that. I believe I'm just the starting point to help kickstart this church with a bunch of people I call my church family. Giving has exceeded our expectations even in the summer months. Our finance team was in a meeting the other day and said, man, this is surprisingly great news to see that people are contributing. Um, I'm happy to report to you over the last six years, our church has contributed $75,000 towards missions, outreach, church planting, mercy through a fund that we call the Hope Offering. Um, that's what's sending so many kids to uh, scholarships uh, to the camp. As well, a sign of God's blessing is uh, the baptisms. Just last year, for a church of our size, 300, 400 people in the church actively uh, attending on a very regular basis. We had 40 people profess faith in Jesus Christ last year through baptism. And baptism, by the way, is a more important sign of a person's commitment to faith in Christ than simply a decision for Jesus Christ, like a hand raised or a card filled out. When you go forward in baptism, you're identifying with the life, the death, and the burial, and the resurrection power of Jesus Christ publicly. As well, a sign of God's blessing on our church has been starting and strengthening churches. Over the last six years, we've helped start 15 new churches. Several of those have failed. Um, it's important when you're investing in startup work, it, have an expectation that not everything you invest in is going to make it. In fact, 90% of churches that start fail. Pastor John in the Desert Ridge area needs your prayers. We're going we're to be giving finances. We're giving away the white trailer, that mobile trailer that you see out front. We're giving away a lot of resources. We're giving time. We're giving money. And they need a surplus of resources in order to advance a new cause. Fifteen of the churches, um, most of those have been um, in actually unreached people groups through our partnership, our strategic initiative in Nepal, in the unreached people of Nepal through an organization called Converge Worldwide. Um, but we've had several other churches. We have a church in Los Angeles that we took a mission trip to uh, this last year that we give our hope offering. If you were a part of our Christmas Eve services, you saw Los Angeles inner city Crenshaw uh, church plant uh, that we've highlighted. Um, that's Pastor Tommy and his crew. But we're committed to starting and strengthening churches. I don't believe that God would bless our church if we weren't committed to these kinds of things. I don't believe the magnitude of the blessing that we've experienced at this church would exist if we weren't faithful to help start and strengthen other churches. Just this spring, we had an event called the Unleashed event. It was a Bible conference. And we had, um, we'd set out a goal that we'd have 100 to 125 pastors and ministry leaders from around the valley that were a part of that to strengthen their love and admiration for the Bible and the preaching of the Bible. And we had that. We had 125 ministry leaders here. Uh, just yesterday, I was in, the, uh, in my community center, and I met a family, part of a, it's called a, a New Life Presbyterian Church, a second-generation um, uh, Korean church 
down in North, in North Phoenix area. They were a part of that, and they talked about how it has blessed them and encouraged them greatly. Um, we're a starting and strengthening church. North Valley exists to glorify God, to bring glory, and so that God's glory throughout the North Valley might be known. North Valley kids, this year we're sending 40 kids to camp. Last year we sent about 20. We've had 100 plus kids in our services week after week, even during the summertime. And by the way, your kids, when they go to the classes, they are over a period of five years, they'll get the Bible two times from a Christ-centered perspective. The whole Bible two times over a period of five years. God's blessing our church because we care for the kids. God's blessing our church because we invest into students. We've had Melinda and Ford serve as key volunteers, and Matt and Carrie Ann Hansen have invested into the student ministries. We're allocating more resources financially for the first time this year to help bring on part-time staff into North Valley students. And then lastly, I would say the campus. This location is critical for God's plan for the North Valley at large. 120 homes will be built right next door. Do you think God didn't know that when he called us to Phoenix? He knew ahead of time there will be a church called North Valley. These are the people he had. He says, these families I will call to myself at this church, at this location. These neighborhoods shall be built. They shall have a voice and a presence in that community. And we're to pray for God's blessing. But here's why. So that the name of Jesus might be known so that all the nations might have a voice. I came here to Phoenix believing in faith that God was going to establish this church as a church that would not only have a local influence and impact, but a global one as well. We can't do it alone. This campus is not here just to have pretty buildings or nice, beautiful courtyards, although it, it should be. This is God's campus. But it's here to minister to the needs of the people within this church and to reach a community for Jesus Christ. That's why when we put the, the, the uh, air hockey and the ping pong in here, this is a young family-oriented church that we're going to... And you say, well, why do we focus on the young? Because we want to have a future. That's why. A church can live and die if they don't always try to go reach the next generation. And we are inviting everybody to be a part of that. So here's how North Valley can bless others. Uh, I want you to understand this. We must be active to participate and contribute towards the ministries and the missions of the church so that, here's the so that, so that we can reach the North Valley and beyond for Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. Our purpose statement says that we gather people to worship. We want to help them grow. We want to help them go into areas of ministry and missions. So here's three things that how we can bless, be a blessing to others. Number one is we all at North Valley need to share and show the love of Christ to our community. Now, if you came here today and you're walking from the community straight to the church campus or you drove here or whatever, you came here today, let me just tell you, you're getting an inside look at the heart of the church. We want to reflect the pattern of Scripture. Jesus is really important to us. He's our Savior, our Redeemer, our Restorer, our Renewer. And He holds the answers to life and the joy of life. So we must share and show the love of Christ to our community at large. We can do that by getting involved in things like we've done in the past. Uh, years ago, we did a, a campaign to help 
feed, um, um, meet a food insecurity crisis in the Deer Valley School District. We fed over 2,000 people in our community with 10,000 pounds of food. That's a lot of food. Um, we also launched an anti-bullying campaign in the past in the Deer Valley School District where we had 900 kids sign a pledge to stop bullying in their school. There was kids that were being harassed and bullied and, be, and other, it was just a tragic situation where the school was falling apart academically because there was bullying, there was food insecurity, and you guys rose to the occasion and did that. Our next initiative to show the love of Jesus Christ will be over the next few weeks, listen to me very closely, is to help those who need help the most. Right now in our area, we have a number of group homes. Group homes are basically modern-day orphanages. They're homes in the, the community right around us. There's one, one or two in Norterra area right over here. We have several across the freeway in the Stetson Valley area. And we made a strategic partnership back um, in December through our hope offering that we're going to invest time, money, resources, people into the lives of these kids. There's a group of about 10 girls that we want to help get ready for so they can go to school with the supplies that they need over the next few weeks. Today, you're going to get an email from me um, about letting you know the list of needs that they have from clothing to school supplies. And over the next few weeks, my prayer is, is that we can minister to their practical needs and get them ready to go back to school. Does that sound like a good plan to you guys? Can we show the love of Jesus Christ to our community? I think God blesses our church because we are making a great all-in effort to show the love of Jesus Christ. And we can share the love of Jesus Christ by inviting our friends to church to hear about Jesus. We can share the love of Jesus Christ when we open our mouths and say, this is what God's been doing in my life. When you say that to somebody else, you're sharing the love of Jesus Christ to somebody. At this church, we need to always be sharing and showing the love of Christ to our community. 87% of our community doesn't have a church home. And that's a growing number. There's, there's neighborhoods moving in all the time. Union Park, 700 plus homes are being developed over there. Those are all families. And God is moving the, the, the people all around. And this church is to have a significant influence to share and a significant responsibility to share and to show the love of Christ to our community. Secondly, I want to encourage you to participate and contribute to the ministries and the missions through this church. Everybody can participate. That means going on or getting involved in a ministry or a mission. They can go on a mission or they can contribute as well, financially give. If you can't go, you give. The best thing to do is give and go, get involved. God's heart is obviously far beyond one people group, ethnic Israel or the church. He cares about the whole world. And he wants the church to play a key role in his redemptive plan for the whole world. We all need to participate and contribute to ministries and missions through the church. In years past, we've sent a missionary team to Guatemala to bring fresh water to a remote village for families that didn't have any clean water at all. In the past, we've sent a missionary team to the Dominican Republic to serve hundreds of orphaned children that don't know the love and the care of a mom and a dad. In the past, we've sent missionary teams to Los Angeles to su support an inner city church in downtown L.A., the Crenshaw area, with Pastor Tommy. 
Um, we've not only given funds, but we've sent people. Um, our latest uh, adventure, I'll say, will be is uh, planning a trip to Jamaica where we're going to be partnering and helping out to many um, uh, homeless children and displaced children and families um, that have moved to Jamaica for a, a ministry impact we're going to make next year. We're sending a team to Jamaica. If you want more information on that, we have brochures right over there in the connection corner. Our hope offering helps with that. When you give through the hope offering, that helps fuel uh, local and global mission and outreach. As well, when you're giving to the general fund, you're strengthening the base of our ministry here. It enables the 100 plus kids to get a quality teacher, to get the education, to get the curriculum, to pay the bills, to sustain a campus, a nine acre campus that we own outright. So participating and contributing to the ministries and the missions are crucial. And then lastly, I want to encourage you to explore being on a ministry, on a mission critical ministry team. When I say mission critical, I mean these are the essential ministry teams for us to function. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider getting involved in one of the ones that is mentioned on your program. You can see there's kids and students, neighborhood groups, campus prep, guest services. It's crucial for us to, to accomplish the things that we have in front of us is that everybody takes that step to do that. So what you can do today, I'd encourage you, you can text in um, your area of interest and then we'll follow up with you. But as well, we'll be available after the service to be able to connect and answer any questions you may have. Um, if you're already volunteering and you're already contributing significantly, I just want to say thank you. God's at work in North Valley. Can we celebrate that? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for the great blessing uh, that you have blessed this church with. Lord, help us as a church um, to steward that blessing, that we might bless others with all the blessing that you provide. Lord, I pray that we would see maybe a miracle of 30 new volunteers that would jump in to help strengthen ministries and start new ministries. Might that happen, Lord, over the next few weeks? Lord, strengthening our area of ministry here and mission here in North Valley. And Lord, might we as well be able to show the love of Christ and be that blessing to those 10 girls in the group home that need supplies and need some clothes to start their school right. Uh, Lord, we love you and give you thanks for the great blessing we have in Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.